we're back in the building. It's the NEG pod, guys. We got uh, draft talk, Browns talk, a little bit of free agency dabbling into everything today. How we doing today, guys? Doing good. L-I-V-I-N. L-I-V-I-N. There you go. not it's, doing good. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a rough thing living. for me. Yep. So we got a new, we got a new uh, partner on the, uh, on the pods tonight. So we can't seem to get uh, Mark Z out of his hole or shell or whatever the hell he's been doing. Uh, so we, we recruited another to the staple here. We got Mr. Uh, Mr. Kevin Coe. Would you want your full name? What do you want here? You want a well, nickname? What do you want to go by? <laughs> no, Kevin Co- Kevin Kovach is fine. That's all I got. All right. So we got Kevin with this big Browns fan. Kev, maybe a little insight into the listeners about your whatever background that you, you want to share and, and kind of your Browns Cleveland sports fandom. Um, yeah, just grew up, been here since last 30 years. My dad used to have season tickets down at the old stadium in the dog pound. So I grew up on, even though I was a basketball player and basketball coach, we grew up on Browns football more than anything in Ohio state, of course, too. So that was my first love growing up. And, um, we've just been trying to get a decent team ever since. And it's been a long 18, 19 years, hasn't it? So we're trying to, we're trying to, this is our time of year, right? So we're trying to uh, be positive and say, even though Hugh Jackson's still the coach and I'm probably going to hammer that point a few times today. Uh, one of my sticking points is I'm always worried about anything that they've done based on that guy still in charge. Yeah. Uh, but still clowns. But anyway, I appreciate serves. Yeah, I appreciate you guys being on, letting me on, and uh, look forward to talking. So, Farky, I think the first time I met Kevin, I actually, I, I don't know if I met him before. Uh, we were at Coventry Gym, and what did you tell? What, what did you tell uh, Jake, who was who was on my team? I can't remember it word for word. Well, I, I don't you go, man, you're you, an you asshole. Tell- you just put Sean on the best, second best shooter in the in the state right now. And I forget, like Michael Red was at Columbus or some shit like that. <laughs> you know what I, I think? Up switching on. I ended up switching up and guarding Ozanich, and actually was like re- remotely effective against a six eight kid because compared to Kevin, who literally lit me the hell up, and I, I was busting my ass guarding him. Yeah, yeah, I, I do remember that now. Actually, it was the morning of Thanksgiving, right? That's right. That's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're, it, we it, had it, a late late Wednesday night. Late, late Wednesday night. Down in the valley. Yeah, down yeah. In the valley. Rue, you were, uh, Rue, we were at James Harrison's stomping grounds. Oh, yeah, Copley? Out. Yeah, Coventry. Coventry? Okay. Yeah, yep. Coventry, yeah yes. we, walk, we walked in there, and I, I felt so bad for Sean because, like Kevin mentioned, he was a basketball player. I'd give him a little more credit than that. He was uh, – all-state uh, basketball player at Stowe and played overseas. And we walk in there, and Sean Sean's, Sean was a good athlete, but he hadn't, uh, let's say, dabbled in, in the sport for a while, coming off a heavy night Not on a Wednesday college night. basketball player. I'm barely, <laughs> I, barely even an ice cream player. Game <laughs> hell, though, huh, unit? Oh, my God. I, I mean, I was literally – when you're happy, you get switched up, and you're guarding a 6'8 kid that just <laughs> to hang outside. Like, you're, and you're happy, like – you can imagine the ringer I got put through. <laughs> no, I think you guys are you guys are exaggerating a little bit. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I can't run around like that anymore either. Mark, uh, and we got we got Rue fresh off of beating the black uh, what black lung. What did you have last time? Yeah, I have no idea what that was, but it was horrible. I was going through some things. Uh, I apologize to the uh, our, our fans because it was pretty rough that last last podcast with me. So we're going to dive right into it. Speaking of some things, Rue, we know you're with Heavy Heart. Prayers oh, up. We're going to have a moment of silence for your boy here right now, Mr. Joe Thomas. Man, I, I tell you, today has been a somber, <laughs> tough day. Uh, through all the shit we've been through, uh, one thing is certain that number 73 was going to be there dominating every Sunday. Oh my cross. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a tough tough past couple hours and there's something that I knew was coming down the road, but I figured, you know, hopefully deep down inside that maybe he'd come back for one more year, but it like, just wasn't in the cards. Yeah, I just want to say thankful to number seventy three, the GOAT. 
Uh, appreciate everything you did, man. It's, it's just been, been a tough day. Tough day. It's going to be a tough day. All right. So, so cut the music. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're done with the memorandum. <laughs> Dude, the stats with Joe Thomas are insane. He gave up, what, like 30 sacks his whole 11-year career? Whole is it, career. Like, is that what I saw? He gave up, like... What was it? Drango gave up 11 in 11 games, and he gave up 30 in 11 years, some mm-hmm. shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's unbelievable to think what he did, and uh, it's such a tragedy being stuck on such shitty teams. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's just a tribute to how good the guy was seeing those stats. But you said the only allowing 30 sacks, um, smart player, great leader, and, you know, he's – He's going to be missed, and I think we're going to truly miss him this year and see how valuable he really was uh, to the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to yeah. be a little more selfish about it because, I, for me, I'm so depressed today because I can remember 11 years ago exactly where I was watching that draft, and it felt like it was yesterday. <laughs> well, here's the problem, too. Kev, you'll, you'll appreciate this you know, as you reference your Browns fandom. This is one less jersey that's in – actually, no, this jersey's probably now into the Kozar Jim Brown phylum where you can still wear – the Clay Matthews, you can still wear him now versus, you know, all these other countless guys. You know, Josh Gordon's just like, you might as well, like, get the lighter fluid ready because he fails another piss test. That thing's going up in flames. So <laughs> Joe Thomas moves into, like, the jersey Hall of Fame for Browns fans. That's right. true. Yeah, you go – if you think about it, it's so few. I remember going to the New England games, um, and there's jerseys everywhere, and you go, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy was really good. That guy. That guy. And you just look around the stadium, and they're all legit. Like, they don't have to get rid of jerseys, whereas our guys <laughs> last two years, and it's like maybe, and, you know, we're covering up the names. How many times have we seen it on the radio or, or on Twitter or whatever? The, the crossed out quarterback stuff and just mocking our inability to get a guy behind center. It's, it's frightening and terrifying. That's right. Hey, let's, be, let's, let's call a spade a spade. Let's keep it a hundred. We don't, us white boys don't have a ton of big time jerseys to wear around and brag about. <laughs> that's true. That's true. We, we got to go, go with the lineman. That's right. And, yeah. and I think, like I, I mentioned it to you guys before, I just kind of picture Rue right now with like, you know, a couple forty ounces, maybe a tall Bud Light, in in like a little Ron Burgundy style, tidy whiteies, mustard stains on the on the like just hot dog that he just crushed like six of them right now doing this pod. Like the reason he's not coughing is because he's in between bites with the hot dogs and just like sad and a tear oh. running down his eye. Which see my feelings clips. away. Yeah, yeah. Just watching those old clips, the the tribute videos have been coming out this afternoon. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's so a the sad one day. thing to look forward to though is we don't have to deal with Solomon Wilcox's stupid ass doing preseason games because I think yeah. we can all agree you got to get Joe Thomas for those preseason games. And, and it sounds like that's what they're going to do. And I've even heard the possibility of bringing Bernie back in some capacity for preseason games. I even heard a name thrown out there bringing back Tim Couch to come start doing some of the preseason games too. So. Uh, yeah, we can we can uh, kiss the wisdom of Solomon goodbye. It sounds like. And well, Mike Patrick, he, Mike Patrick retired, so they'll have to get another play by play guy. So maybe you know who knows what they'll conjure up. No, just put all color guys, throw Deke in there, and just you know let them roll with it. That's all we need. <laughs> Start <laughs> bullshitting. Yeah. Right. All right, every so single had... name, every single name you guys mentioned is a thousand times better than Solomon Wilcox. Oh, I mean, God. a thousand times better than Solomon Wilcox. <laughs> Everyone. Um, yeah. I, I just wish we could literally get like a Bernie simulcast because I'd just listen to him talk ball all all <laughs> game long. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we talked the jersey with the quarterbacks. Let's get into free agency, specifically Browns free agency. That we're going to kind of have a little bit more Brown centric tonight. Tyrod Taylor, guys, what's your takeaways? What's your thoughts, Arky? Oh, you don't really have thoughts, Kevin. What do you think? <laughs> okay, I'll go. Uh, I've always been a Tyrod Taylor guy. I, I think he's been very underrated. Um, looking at his stats, I think it was three to one interception to touchdown ratio. Um, I, I think things like that matter when you got a young team in a uh, a team that's learning. Uh, you don't want to put yourself in bad positions. And you know, I know he had. I, I saw. I heard somebody say something about. Well, he's never thrown. 
X amount of 300-yard games, and I'm like, okay, well, we, we have a ton of guys that throw 300-yard games, but it's because we're down four touchdowns. That's yeah. why they throw for 300 yards. So how about we get a guy who gives us a chance to win, possibly, which I think he can do, especially with the upgrades. And I, I'm sure we'll get into the, the ramifications of Thomas retiring. Um, but, you know, with the addition of Landry, and again, I'm a huge – this is the Ohio State homer in me, but I, like, I really like Carlos Hyde. Um, and, if, and if you can ever figure out giving the ball to – the running backs. I think we got a couple guys back there already uh, that can be dangerous, and we can control the ball, and then you know not have to have sixty passes. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I agree I, with that. I, I think. I mean, you guys can cover into this. I, I think what Tyrod gives you is gives you a chance quarters one through three, and you know it's not really. Kaiser takes a lot of shit. Kaiser was thrown to the wolves last year. He, he did him the biggest disservice. Yeah. Around in just how he handled the situation, Kaiser shouldn't have thrown more than twenty passes. He got twenty and a half a couple times. Like that's ridiculous. And and then you know you come back and have Crow get it three times in the second half. And regardless if you didn't like the guy, then play Mad Days. Then then you know shift and, and move some stuff around. Yeah. The lack of creativity from Hugh, and it'll be a theme as we go through the rest of the spring and into the summer. I mean that now he's on notice. Like Dorsey didn't go after his guy. He just kind of gave a stopgap, and he's going to draft his guy. Like Hugh's better make Hugh better make this work, or he's going to be coordinator in Cincinnati again in in eighteen <laughs> months. Yeah, I, I think Tyrod really gives the Browns an opportunity to stay in games. Like I said, through uh, the first three quarters, going into the fourth, uh, doesn't turn the ball over. He's professional. Uh, from what, what I've read, you know, he he handled the whole Peterman situation, benching like a true professional, didn't bitch about it. You know, anyone on this pod would have lost their, their damn mind if we we're bench for that slap dick. But I mean, <laughs> so he, he's just gonna he's gonna give us an opportunity, I think, to stay in the games, and I think that's what we need at this point. And uh, it sounds like, if, if anything, it's just be a one year rental till whoever we do draft is ready ready to go. Because uh, you, you, you there, you got a take or, or what? You sitting this I, one out? Yeah, I, I I was no no I've I appreciated the lead on this, but I was muted, so I I lost my spot. But yeah, I. I like it. I like it a lot. And I've had him I've had him in fantasy for a few years. You guys hit on pretty much everything. Kevin mentioned, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns, but he doesn't turn the ball over. And what our needs were a lot different than Buffalo's. Buffalo's looking for an upgrade. They want a big playmaker. They want, you know, somebody that's gonna put up big numbers. We're we're building some pieces, like you guys mentioned. And yeah, you yeah, know, for him to at least keep us in games, that's the big thing. And just um, just like to, how, how how many red zone turnovers did we have last year? It was just brutal. Exactly. To watch. I mean, it killed us. Plut- Terry Pluto had some really good points on his Brown scribbles yesterday, and um, if anybody gets a chance to read it, I always enjoy those. But yeah, he for us, he's he's an automatic immediate upgrade. And you know, are we going to win probably twelve games next year? Hell no! It's going to be probably five years till we win twelve games. So that's not what we're looking for out of it. Better not be <laughs> five years. I ain't trying <laughs> Shit, to wait man. five more years. Here, here's what I will say. I think well, well, I will, in, in Tyrod Taylor's defense, as weird as this sounds, coming from a Browns fan. You look at what we've got, and and you know what we'll probably still add through the draft. Maybe not at one and four, but like in the second round and third round, through through some pieces here or there, just along the rest of free agency. This is the most offensive talent he will have had, maybe ever, in his career. I I, I can't you know he he had Sammy Watkins and McCoy, and McCoy was kind of peak of his powers, but Watkins. You know, when's he actually going to show what he's supposed to be? Um, so I, you got to look at it like Charles Clay. Like We've got some guys on our roster offensively that if they pop, like the talent is there. But, you know, there's a there's a long way from the talent you see in, in the combine and all that other nonsense to, to you know, what we see up there on the lake on, on every other Sunday. Yeah, and Hugh, the problem <laughs> – this is going to be a reoccurring theme as long as you guys keep me around. How Hugh doesn't get the ball to those guys is just, it's just mind boggling to me. And the way that he, like you said, Sean, treated Kaiser. And, you know, you just hope that maybe the addition of the offensive coordinator, um, as long as he's not getting in fights or 
drunk, you know, like I hear up at Lake Chautauqua, he's got a tendency to do over the 4th of July weekend, but, uh, hot you know. tip. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a know, feeling like I, I, I wouldn't get along not... with, with, with Haley at all. Like, matter of fact, I don't, I don't need a feeling. I know I wouldn't get along with that cat. Like, does, does anybody the way he coaches and how he probably thinks he knows it all? I already know I'd hate Hugh. Like me and Hugh would, if, if I was just walking past, I'd have to, I'd have words, and Hugh would probably try and knuckle up. And then next thing you know, I'm getting arrested <laughs> for punching Jackson. We, we have three of the most insufferable coaches in in, in Jackson oh, and Haley and, and Greg. Mister, come get some. I mean, it's just ugh. all of them are just straight up ugh, idiots. So I've talked to tra- – well, the trades has been talked. You know, for the listeners, we have a website now. It's actually – we're getting a, a whole design, redesign coming up. Right now it's kind of more of a blog, but we've hit on almost every day between free agency, fantasy, as well as Browns trades from uh, over the last weekend. Uh, so there was kind of each of the four broken down with the grade overall. Uh, so I did a little write-up there. So we won't rehash that too much. Fr- from just like – each of you guys, biggest impact ad that we've gotten thus far, maybe other than Taylor, you know, Rue, who, who or what is is maybe your biggest move that you've seen thus far for Brown, real quick? You know, I, I like the Landry move a lot. Uh, he's someone we didn't have last year uh, in a slot receiver. Someone's going to move the chains. I think I read somewhere where of his 400 catches, over half of them went for first down. So he's going to be that chain mover that I think I think we desperately need. Uh, I also like the, the Phil's pickup. It's a little under the radar where he's that big, strong, uh, inline tight end that we're going to need uh, to help with pass protection and the run blocking. Uh, you know, on the defensive end, I think the Smiths, an up-and-comer that could uh, potentially bring some pressure from the inside uh, in pass rush situations. Um, you know, I like that. Oh, I asked the, for one. Rue gave three. He yeah, really I mean, has. I mean, I, nice the nice job, Rue. Right. Yeah, I mean, so we can keep going <laughs> off. Sparky, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with a little different angle. I'm going to say because of Carlos Hyde, I'm going to say that the biggest impact is going to be with Duke Johnson. And I'm sick and tired of every Sunday evening asking myself 50 times why he didn't get more touches and why he didn't involve him more in the offense. So I think having somebody like Carlos Hyde and then potentially if they do pick someone up at the draft here, uh, I think can really open some stuff up for him um, with a quarterback now like Taylor, who I think will use more appropriately. Nice. Good take. All right. Kev? Um, I I actually had this written down, Sean. I, I like the Chris Hubbard signing, especially a little bit more now. Um, Rue, you, you just made a buddy in Rue. Yeah, yeah I, I think that I'm not a huge fan of some of the tackles that we have on the roster, and I'm thinking that in one of those first five picks uh, that we're going to be getting some offensive linemen, but Right now, I'm taking Landry and Taylor off the board because they're we obviously know their star power and what they can do for us. But the Hubbard kid, to me, seems like the most important signing of the free agents just because of where we're at and uh, what we need. Yeah, it sounds like uh, from reading a lot of the Steelers fans were kind of upset that he got away. They really liked him out there in Pittsburgh. So he, I think he's going to be a good addition no, looking back at the fact that Joe's not going to be with us anymore, so it's going to transition nicely. So well, those pricks can just go back to eating a pierogi because ain't nobody care about them. Their quarterback's <laughs> one hit away from you know <laughs> not remembering how to spell his last name. And then they we'll are, see the true Mike Tomlin's coaching ability instead of watching Big Ben defensive lineman bounce off bounce off Big Ben and him <laughs> making plays the whole time. Yeah. So, on the flip, on the flip side to that question, though, with with losses and losing Thomas today, you know, our buddy Brum mentioned that that frees up like ten to thirteen million. I mean, wh- where's that probably best spent? See, this is where I think you got to be careful because you can't spend money that doesn't deserve it. I, so I, I, it's a little bit curious timing because it would have been better if we'd have maybe had a play for Solder. I know Rue, you were kind of reading into that a little bit. I, I don't look like we probably still have another fifty million to spend. Like I, some of these deals that we've had are annually you know five to ten we're not throwing a lot of bank at one guy yet yeah and, and it sounds like to go with the back with the thomas that they, they've known for a while he let the front office know at least a couple weeks ago what his decision was and they decided to keep it quiet just as a competitive advantage not a hinder the market in any way so 
Uh, it sounds like this was their plan, and it was wasn't any quick decisions or anything like that. He didn't take he didn't take the professional approach of uh, Indomitus's comment today. <laughs> no. <Nope. Yeah. laughs> what did he say? He said, "I'm going to the highest bidder. I don't care about a culture said, or anything." And I and I quote. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I've got a thousand uh, conversations going with Mark on here. Um, yeah, Mark, Mark can call all of us and have all this conversation. We can't pin this guy down to a pod. And he texted me last night, and I don't get it because I went to see Red Sparrow, which I recommend because Jennifer Lawrence just decides, like, screw it. I'm going Sharon Stone based instinct on it. Um, she needs one. Yeah, and and Mark's like, "Hey, you guys doing the pot? I want to jump on." I'm like, "This prick never gets on. He's always busy." And then you know, he's just out of the blue. Let's do a pod. Like, did did he send you his voice note too? Yes, his uh, little manifesto. The uh, 28 minutes with uh, Mr. Monday Night Money. Oh, yeah, and you know what? Why doesn't oh, he send it? Bursal just post the damn oh, he did, thing. I mean, it's such horrible quality. It's just hand driving, well, just preaching for twenty minutes straight. Well, yelling. you know, you know I what mean, I called him out on, Rue? I called yeah. him out on that shit today too because I asked him. I said, "Hey, you know what? You mentioned all the Josh Rose or, or Josh Allen shit that I was ranting about last pod we had." I said, "You listen to that pod?" He goes, "No, <laughs> no, I hadn't listened to it yet. I'm sorry." <laughs> He's just on his own little tangent there, just you know, popping off when he feels like it. Later. Here, here's, here's your quote. I want to go to the highest bidder. I don't care about team fit or winning. Kev, can you win with a guy like that? <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. I mean, talk about the anti-New England San, San Antonio Spurs model. That's the guy you want to bring into the room, huh? So, so, so Kev, you're, you're, you're buddies with, with Mike Vrabel from growing up. He's obviously a Tennessee's coach. You think Mike Vrabel would be interested in bringing Nindamika Sue into the culture to help kind of build something? Oh, Lord. I don't think he'd fit exactly what Mike's built his reputation in life on, to be honest with you. <laughs> that, he's, tough, he's, that's a he's, tough sell. Yeah, he's been around a group of guys who have given up money to stay together, and now you're going to ask. He, he wants to, to go to the highest bidder. That's great. Yeah, that's hey, well, I, I don't think Mike wants guys that are hanging out on, uh, what's the HBO show with The Rock? Uh, Playmakers? Yeah. Uh, Playmakers? No. no um, Ballers. Ballers. Yeah, Ballers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ballers. Yeah, of, of the five of us, like none, none of us are, or the four of us, none of us are going to know that. Meanwhile, like Luke and, and Bruce are listening to this <laughs> whenever they do, and they're screaming, Ballers, Ballers, like right out of the gate. Hey, Kev, yeah. tell, uh, tell, tell Vrabe that uh, my services are available. Brum, I think, has me on record as saying I know more than him, so apparently uh, he could use my help. <laughs> Particularly about Ohio State outside linebackers. <laughs> <laughs> so funny story, I text when, when Mike got the first interview with the Lions, I text him, and I said, and that's right, right when that was happening was when Brady and Belichick, all that stuff was coming out in the media that they weren't getting along. And I said, I told Mike, I said, hey, I texted him and I said, wait a year. The Browns job is going to be for sure open. <laughs> I go, bring Brady, get Brady over here because Belichick's going to cut his ass or they'll get in a fight. And I said, you'll win a couple Super Bowls and they'll build a statue of you downtown. And he texted me back and he said, you want a job in the front office? That sounds like a plan. I said, yeah, that is a good plan. <laughs> but then he ends up. Obviously, getting a Tennessee uh, job and uh, the rest is history. I told him he was a little selfish for not waiting a year, but so I, he, yeah. I'm, here's my thing. I, I, Mark and I have been on the record. I know I've beaten it on this pod a couple times. I wanted Mike Zimmer, and uh, you know, probably I think when he took when he took the Houston job, I actually told Mark he's two years away and he's gonna he would be like. He's going to be the next Zimmer. He's this no nonsense. I actually think he's what Patricia is like framed to be, but I don't actually think Patricia is that going to be that way. Um, and I thought I think he kind of proved it in the Super Bowl a little bit, and even in the AFC Championship game. But um, I, I I think he's I think he's got a big time career ahead of him. And naturally, you know, it's a Northeast Ohio guy, and you know he's going to go somewhere else and be successful because. We didn't have the right star alignment. We got a damn truck stop, truck stop hillbilly um, you know, up there just with his little, you know, plastic guns and, you know, cowboy 
hat, whatever the hell. He just walks around and just pea shooters, just calling the shots with with him and uh, what's his wife's name, Rue? D, my girl. Oh, God. Yeah, it's how can a billionaire be still known as Jimmy? It just blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Unless and it ain't Jimmy Dean. That's right. <laughs> yeah, the handwriting's on the wall. We know how it's gonna end up. It's just just how it works for us. Mike's so, gonna go there and become a legend. We talked the moves a little bit. Um, let's segue. I mean, we got the top of the draft. What do we think this front office is doing? I, I'm, I'm with. I'm now aligning to the idea that I think it's Baker Mayfield one. Um, I just don't see the stars connecting with Darnold. Um, I don't think they like Dor- I don't think they like Rosen. I don't necessarily know why, but well, I know why, but I just disagree with it. And I just don't believe they can be as stupid to, to think about Josh Allen. So process of elimination, I'm, I think it's Baker. I am not in love with it, but what are your guys' feelings? Man, are you setting yourself up to heartbreak with saying the quote, they're not stupid enough? Um, I know. I it's, it's, it's setting up, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think it'll – actually, I'm not going to say the same thing you did. I hope to God it's not Allen. Um, I would prefer Rosen. Um, I'd take Darnold. At this point, I would take Mayfield just so it's not Allen. Um, but I didn't really – I had not heard about all this Mayfield stuff going on. And uh, like I said, I talked to your brother Mark today, and he got me kind of bought in on it. He sent me an article about uh, one of the consultants that Dorsey was using that's been in love with Mayfield and some other things that have been passed around. So um, I guess I could see it happening. If he's their guy, um, I told him I, in a selfish way, because I don't think from top to bottom the entire league, the GMs and the front offices all rate him that high. I wish we could get something with him, but ain't going to happen. So whatever, as long as it's not Allen. It, it, it sounded like the, you know through the draft talk. I think I think Kevin's in the background there pouring another one, which uh, I, I I can't hate on or blame whatsoever. Rue, what what are you thinking with regards to to one four? What the hell are the Browns doing? And and we'll start to dive into some draft talk. Here. Yeah, you know, I think right now, uh, you know, Darnold's probably still close to the top there. It's going to take up the pro day, uh, seeing how he throws. Uh, supposedly he's going to be working his footwork and uh, throwing motion. But the concern there, if anything, when the bullets start flying, I mean, you're always going to resort back to what you know. So it's uh, it, right now, I mean, Mayfield, I'm not the biggest fan, but I think he's probably uh, in play right now, uh, probably the leader, uh, creeping up there at least. Kev, what's your gut? Uh, Sean, you were right. I'm in Arizona. I just – so I'm – I did pour my at second the tribe, uh, at the tribe yeah. camp. I, I did go to I did go to see a couple tribe games this week, and Tom Hamilton uh, hooked you up, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, my mom teaches his kids, so he took us, got us front row seats behind the game uh, dugout the other day. It was pretty fun. But um, man, I, I'm all, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm all over the board on these quarterbacks. I mean, every time I hear you guys make an argument, I go, "That's a really good." Good point. And then I hear somebody else say something. And the one person I haven't seen anybody make a great point on is Josh Allen. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Um, I, I think that if I had my if I had my preference, I'm with Sean. I think Rosen's the best talent, and I just I'm always a believer in talent wins out. Um, but you could talk me. But I think Darnold's the guy that they're going to pick. So it's weird. And then I think Mayfield is right there with Darnold ahead of Rosen. Um, I guess Mayfield had a great pro day today. Um, I saw some stuff on Twitter. Gil Brandt said that he was – he thought Mayfield made himself a lot of money. But Gil I Brandt – when they kinda, say that. Like, Mayfield's yeah. going to the top six. Like, right, right, right. a load of money regardless. Well, here's yeah. – there were hardly any GMs there. So well, that, that, and know. that's why that's why I was so curious. Like you're doing the smack dab in free agency, it almost feels like get the pro day done. Elway was there. Uh, Elway to me, like I just don't trust that horse to prick. Like, <laughs> there's something about him that's always conniving and angling, <laughs> and he's the reason. Like the Browns have to take the QB at one because we've seen what Buffalo's doing, Denver sitting there, the Jets are sitting there. 
Indy and the Giants are ripe to, to get kind of traded up to. You can't dick around. So if you if Mayfield is your guy, you got to take him. I don't see it, but and I I, I think that, you know always just sleazy enough to kind of show all of this with Mayfield or or Allen, and meanwhile like he watches Rosen throw it, and it's as pure and pretty as as you know you can imagine and see, and that's what he gravitates to. So I just. I don't know. I, I I feel like whatever we're going to do, and I keep hearing everybody say, two out of the four are going to be good. The other two are going to be garbage. I, I think what we could easily run into is we're going to pick the wrong one. And <laughs> someone's going to pick the right one, and we're going to be sitting here with you know Wentz and some of these other guys you know, with, our, uh, with it in our hand. Yeah, I agree with you, Sean. I think you're 100% right. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, I hope they don't get too cute. I think Chubb has got a chance to be really good, but, but you know, <laughs> I, I just, I'm sick of, I'm sick of watching that position be what it is. Go, go get the guy. Just go get him. <laughs> they have to. There's no other way around it. You got, got this choice. Just go with the guy and get it over with. That that's never been the issue though. That's always been the. I guess Thanks. the road to take, but they never get the guy. Order pizza, Kevin. Jesus. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that, I'm just walking that around. Rue got a pizza. He got one of them sympathy yeah. pizzas. Sympathy <laughs> pizza. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. You did, didn't you? You old no. bass. No, I swear, swear nothing, man. <laughs> Shit, man. All right, well, let's let's at least appease some of these other idiot fan bases. Um, what do you guys think? Let's do a quick rundown of the top ten. Giants. What's the feeling there? I, to me, if Rosen's there, I think you take Rosen. I think it's open and shut. He just fits the New York profile. He can his attitude and being a little bit prickish is going to actually play what play well to them. Um, you know, he plays into the Hebrew crowd, which will be always big for for the in, in New York area. Um, what, what's your guys' takes? Anybody contrary? <laughs> to I, I don't know. I've, I'll let one of those guys run with run with it because I don't know what's going on with these quarterbacks. I like Rosen. I wish to God we would take him at one, but I don't know how much stock to put in this uh, in the locker room and not a good leader talk. So I, I'm Whatever. actually thinking if they don't trade out of this, that it could be uh, Quentin Nelson. Uh, they missed out on the guard that signed with uh, the Jags earlier this week. And uh, we know all just signed Nate Solder. Don't let your lineman shit go to your head. They just signed Nate Solder for sixty million. They're going to draft another lineman. Come on, with Barkley sitting there, I wouldn't put it. Come on, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Rusai. Yeah, I'm going to take Rusai, but I don't think he's going. They're going to do it at two. I think they're going to try and get sell out to the highest bidder and get Nelson at four, five, six, somewhere in there, and ride out Eli Manning with Solder another three years. I could be crazy on that, but I, okay. I think they think I, he's, I, think, I think they I think they think he can still play. Uh, if I, you're saying Nelson back into the into the the five through ten range, I can understand. Correct. It. Still, they got to go find a headline in the like in the second round. Then, like the, the Giants have to win the press. Con- like Odell Beckham is smoking blunts with pizzas <laughs> and and breaking down coke with rods and calling out shots of who's sleeping with who. Like. They that that's their marquee player. They got to get somebody in there to 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 win the public relations shit show. You know what would be best is if they actually took Josh Allen with that personality <laughs> and that 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 get him alive. I mean, could you see him trying to handle the all shucks? They already had the all shucks with Eli. They ain't running that shit back. Him trying to handle New York and that nightmare. Oh, I just want to see so- him be sticking it with uh, Odell, like. You know he'll probably bring like that Wyoming weed into the into the fold. You know? <laughs> Good stuff for Rocky Mountain High, man. I got a feeling Odell will go the opposite way with that, and he'll be the butt of the jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 honestly, you got to think that picks two through four are up for grabs for the highest bidder at this point. Absolutely. And I, I think you know if you look at the one team there that I, is just gearing up, it's Buffalo. I think Buffalo's yeah. twelve twenty two next year's first like those are in play if they feel like they can get the guy that they want and who they want maybe remains to be seen but i think buffalo is going to be a mover um they signed mccarran but it's a two-year deal 
To me, it reeks of Matt Flynn. I think Buffalo is still going to go after their what they see as their Russell Wilson, but not do it and wait until the third round, but but kind of go up and do it. Um, it, it I mean, you know, a, a team like Arizona, I think, is sitting there. They they got a quarterback you know, situation. They got to try and figure the hell out. Jets um, got to come up. I mean, they they, they got to get everyone's got to get ahead of Denver. Here. That needs. A yeah, but if who's who was going? Who was the quarterback they were talking about landing in Arizona? Um, I get them. There's so many. We're Lamar. With this up. Lamar. No, 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 no. Not a rookie. Rudolph? Um, not a rookie. Um, uh, well, Bradford. Arizona Bradford. got Bradford. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Twenty so, million. If you count yeah. on Sam Bradford, though. You, I'm just telling you. You I might think as well taking, cut Tyron Matthew. You might as well cut all these guys because you're not going to be uh, – trade Larry Fitzgerald. You're not going to be any good next year. Well, they got Mike Sam Glenn Bradford's not playing too. six games. I don't know. I think they're taking a I think they're taking a tackle. I think they're taking a tackle. Imagine being an Arizona fan. Rue, they could well, go with your – they could have your boy Connor Williams. That might be a landing spot for him. Connor slipping. Yeah, yeah, all the tackles are slipping, man. Yeah, it's, it's a little DMX. We need to cut. We need to have Burst cut that in because he's an offensive <laughs> lineman on tackle position. <laughs> but, but I mean, oh. if if you're the Browns, you om- you have to take if Buffalo offers you uh, twelve, twenty two next year's first. You almost have to take it, right? I don't see unless they're in love with Chubb. They're at full. They're not. Kev, I, Kev, I know you got to take on this because this goes back to the Julio Jones and everything else. Uh, Go ahead, Kev. I'm telling I mean, you. No, no, I think I think you're right, and I think that I'll lose my mind if they do that again. To be honest with you, hey, I mean, just go. Get, I, we have the youngest team in the league. I would make the argument, guys, that we should take the two, all our twos, and package up and them up, and come up again and get three of the top fifteen in the draft and call it a day. We're already well, young enough as it is. We kind of did that. Young we did that with Nojoku. And then we realized we got David Njoku, who doesn't know how to play tight end. Like, was it last audience? year? Was it last yeah. year we talked about drafting four quarterbacks and just rolling the dice and seeing which one works? I've been saying that for like nine years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what: had we done that, we'd have Wentz. We'd at least have Wentz. I know really? that. Yeah. yeah. What if they went? What if they went? What if they went? Mayfield Allen went one and four. <laughs> well, let me ask you guys this: Is there? Is there? Any chance whatsoever that they still could take Barkley at one? No. Because yeah, I mean, if they, no. there's a chance. No, like, no. Talk about the way. Cleveland Browns. You know what I did there? I just set Rue up for the disappointment yeah, Sean set himself yeah. up for. Yeah, like <laughs> there's there's a level of idiocy that I think we have to remember. Like I've joked about it. Oh, this happened. This happened. But then you know there's all this positive momentum, and then I remember Hugh Jackson, Greg Williams, and Todd Haley are the three. Stooges literally calling the shots, and I want to pour out like you know Kevin pouring out that little stiff drink earlier. I just want to do straight bleach, like Clorox <laughs> down the hatch, and just see, and maybe just crawl into the bathtub and just die. Like th- that's what it feels like any time that that I get a little morsel of of optimism is I remember that we have the three Stooges, Larry Curly and Mo, the skunk, the the snake, and whatever the hell you the drunk is what we can call Haley. Or Haley, they're, they're, we got those clowns, and we got you know Jimmy Haslam riding around on his unicycle with the spinning thing on it. You know, like the Ornament Bailey. No, circuit. he's got a dunce cap. A dunce cap. The, the, the only glimmers is just is no nothing in the history of Dorsey or Wolf or Highsmith High that that suggests they're going to do that. That's the only thing I'm banking on. I mean, Rue, that's, I saw Highsmith in the thirty for thirty <laughs> on on the U. Yeah. I don't need to hear about Alonzo Highsmith knowing shit. Hey, get him in some fatigues. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Alonzo Highsmith. Hey, yeah, you know that's what? Who we're banking we, we on. Have, we've got a U fan right now on this podcast. An old school U fan. Were you yes. really, Kevin? I was. Oh, <laughs> I was. Back oh, in the day, man. I had the starter jacket. Oh, <laughs> pipe. You had you had Sebastian with the pipe. <laughs> oh my! No, it was the U. It was the one with just the U on. It wasn't the pullover one. It was the zip up one with the U on the on the chest. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, were street. Speaking oh, of street, um, I think he's going to be a street free agent. Rue, you you raved about this. Ta- these some of these tackles in the draft. Orlando Brown. 
How about them titties, man? Oh, man. my God. Titties, Orlando. You could be part of the committee with them, man. It's, oh, my it's, God. I mean, it, 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 supposedly he tested a little better today, but, man, the heat. You can't test still. worse. Oh, my God. No, didn't he run faster and uh, put up a few more reps today? Yeah, they, they probably put, you know, they probably put a uh, Salisbury steak at the 40-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he lose like sixty pounds or something like that <laughs> between then and the uh, the combine? That's why he's got no, 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 no. Before that, that's why he's got the man titties. You remember uh, watching at the combine? Those things were bouncing like, <laughs> oh my god! Is there anything better in life than guys who know they have a chance to make millions of dollars and <laughs> don't, don't aren't smart enough? Like to me, that that's a that that would make him undraftable to me. Yeah, just that I, I, alone. See, like I'm, I'm with you. you. Like if I'm Orlando is, Brown, I'm just here. This is really easy. I'm not working out. Like I just don't work. I, I let's just let my tape speak for itself, and maybe I'll go in the second round. But the second that I try and run out there, I'm a laughing stock. And when I try and bench press and I do it twelve times, and a freaking guy with no hand. Does eight more reps than me and runs a four three eight. Like I probably am like, damn man, maybe I shouldn't have ran. Maybe I shouldn't have worked out. I, I'm I'm a slob. I, I, I'm actually surprised he just didn't leave the combine combine after that forty. He should have did the Dion where he yeah. just kept running. I'm out, man. Yeah, he should have Dion'd it right into a limo. It would have taken like forty five seconds, and Dion's took like <laughs> four point two seconds. He <laughs> just literally headed all the way out, and like went to like a sizzler or something. And, and you're right, though, Sean. I mean, he, he probably had a better shot just uh, showing his tape and not working out at, at all. It's going made up some point. made up some yeah. excuse of like you know a, a quad pool or some shit. Like who yeah. cares? It's alignment. Yeah. Anyway. There's a million excuses. Nobody can prove it. So you know what? Else? Diverticulitis or something like that. Yeah. Nobody even knows what. Or they got to. They actually. They actually got to look it up to even see what it is. Like, you can make something up with the flag and beat the shit out of Jack <laughs> Like Just make up something like, oh, you got pink eyes. <laughs> hey, Kevin, you know what's second to that about guys that know they got a chance to make millions and they don't give a damn are the guys <laughs> that just spend that shit right before they even got it in their hand. Right. Just floss it. Like our boy Gordon. <laughs> He's buying camo Porsches. Yeah, a camo yeah. Porsche. Well, yeah, and like to all the listeners, do yourself a favor at one point in your life. Google Josh Gordon camo Porsche. Oh, it's God. the best thing you've ever seen. Dude, he's making seven hundred. He's making seven hundred ninety thousand this year. He is, is literally a, an ounce of piss away from <laughs> never playing in the NFL again. And he keeps posting practically nudie pictures of him working out. Hey, yeah. Josh, you can post a picture every day until September thirteenth. You got to play sixteen before anything matters whatsoever. Yeah. Like I don't trust this guy at all. Yeah, his his salary's not going to even cover the loan. His salary's not going to even cover the loan from his agent. I mean, the good news it's all the good news for him. The good news for him is three weeks ago I saw a picture of him with Johnny Manziel. So that he's he's definitely going to. Well, and then Greg Little's still hanging around. Like I would tell (laughs) Greg Little, literally go go wash cars in North Carolina. So my buddy, my buddy's a head coach out here in Arizona at Deer Valley. They just lost in the state championship game. He told me he was hooping with Greg Little, Josh Gordon, and uh, who was the third person you said? Manziel. No, Manziel wasn't there. He said Little and Gordon. He said Gordon's horrible. He said they just lay off him. He said he didn't even know who he is because he's not a football guy. He goes, this dude walks out. He's got 19 apps, and he just starts jacking up 22-footers. And they're like, who is this guy? He can't shoot. And they're like, no, oh, that's Josh Gordon. So he's like, you got to be kidding me. Said he couldn't he, couldn't make a jumper. And they said, but they said Greg Little could hoop. Said Greg Little could the, still play. This is the Nadamik and Sue situation. Like <laughs> deep down, we know we can't win with Josh Gordon. We just no. literally crave Josh Gordon. We have to have him to be at all exciting offensively. To be this you know, reliant on someone you know is literally <laughs> going to cheat on you by sleeping with all of your best men in your wedding. Like, that's the situation we've got with Josh Gordon. Like, this dude's going to do something. He's going to do Molly, Blow, probably X, 
heroin. Like you're gonna do it all one weekend in Vegas, and we're just like right before the playoffs or something. Sometime. Well, no, you know what's gonna you know what's gonna be so stereotypical about it. It's gonna be right after he starts to get a little success again. Oh, it, oh it, yeah, automatic. <laughs> <laughs> he'll go out. He can drink a little drink. He didn't know he wasn't allowed to drink. Showed up drunk. Like you, you, you can't. <laughs> And here we are. Like, he's roped us back in, Rue. He's brought week, us right back in. Week one, week one, 13. Because we have 200, to. 240 yards, and then he's suspended the next week. Sean, I mean, you nailed it. On You nailed it. We have to take him. We don't have a choice. Like, what, what's our other option? And by the way, the free agent spending on wide receivers, What am I missing something? Marquise Paul Lee's Richardson? not worth that? Yeah. Paul, Paul Richardson? My brother, I was talking to my brother. I was talking to my brother, and I go, "Who's Ryan Grant?" He goes, "The running back." And I'm like, "No, that's the old ND running back. No, this is the guy that's like basically smaller than than Hawkins." And we were totally confused. He was their fifth receiver last year for Washington. He just played a lot because everybody was hurt on their team. The was it the Ravens that gave him a bunch of money? Yeah, well, the Ravens cut Macklin, but they still have Perryman. Grant and some other stiff wide receiver. Um, who the hell am I thinking of? Well, they signed some other dickwad, and then like, and I've read something like, and they're still terrible. Like, there was uh, a so one of the free agent wide receivers. They asked him like why he didn't visit the Ravens, and he said, "Because I don't fit their mold. They didn't want me. I don't fit their mold." of running vertical routes and jumping up in the air and hoping for pass interference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a pretty good quote. That's the Joe Flacco special. So let's shift gears a little bit. I'm going to pick a t- couple teams out here, and you know where I'm going with you, Rue. What's your boy Double J doing sitting there at 19, just, just plotting? Man, I – I think it's receiver. I, I think it's uh, Sutton. Sutton. Ridley. Yeah. Kirk. No. I, I, I think it's uh, Kirk. Tested bad, didn't he? Nah, he he didn't run straight line. He was like high four fours, but like all his other stuff, quickness wise, was kind of like above average. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be one of the receivers. It has to be because uh, weren't they after someone in free agency? They lost out on two. Um. I mean, the, I mean, Des ancient. They really got no one down there uh, to play receiver. So it's, I mean, they, it's. I think it's a no brainer. I like that. All right. I think. It, go ahead. No, who, who, who? I know you got a little cowboy in your heart, and then I'll give you another team, and then uh, we'll, we'll get your take. But what, what's, your, what's your Cowboys take? Um. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a hundred percent wide receiver, but I think. Uh, I think Sutton's going to be gone. I think the Bears are going to make a mistake and take Sutton. I, I think they go Kirk at 19. Sutton at it's Chicago. Wow. Interesting. Yep. Dane, um, Al, is it Dane Albright or uh, am I saying that right? Benjamin Albright. Benjamin, Al, Benjamin Albright. He said that he thought, which I thought was a very good point, he said that he thought that the reckless spending on these – free agent wide receivers was an indication of what the scouts think of the wide receivers See, coming that's, out. I, I agree with that. Then the same thing happened last year with guards. All these guards got paid a shitload of money last year. We played Zeitler and it's because they looked at the draft and it was a horrible interior lineman draft last year. And I mean, it, it's a decent interior lineman. It's horrible on the tackles this year. And I think that's why Solder, you know, get 60 million and not all that good in the first place. Uh, that's why I, I agree with you from an earlier point, Kevin, the, the guys at the Browns got Stevenson, <laughs> especially Hubbard. Those are kind of out in front of, of the market a little bit. I, I don't mm-hmm. know the teams were prepared that those guys would be off the kind of books as fast as they were. But yeah, so I, I think that'd be interesting. All right. So far, I'm going to go, we talk Ravens a little bit. Um, Kev, I'm going to give you Tennessee, so just sit on that one. Marky, we're going – we're going to give you two. NFC South, okay. two teams that are kind of still right there, Atlanta and New Orleans, back of the draft. Where do you see those two teams individually going, knowing what New Orleans did locking up Breeze but just, and then assigning Patrick Robinson, the corner who they previously drafted? Where are those two teams' kind of minds at? I 
think the Falcons go defensive line. Okay. Um, I like possibly V there. But you, and also there's the Hurst, but who knows with his heart issues. Yeah. you got Phillips. Um, yeah, I think they, they've got to go D-line. Um, the Saints, and I'm just saying this is the perfect fit for what they need. I, I'm, I don't know if he will ever make it this far, but I think Edmonds is the perfect fit there. Oh, no, um, there's no way. Edmonds ain't – Come on, man. I but thought you were going to say Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson in New Orleans no. is just – I think they're go- they better get a linebacker. What about one of the tight ends at both of those places? I, <laughs> both of those places need to go defense. Yeah, and by the end, tight end. I mean, here's the thing with tight end. You're going to sit there and dick around at the back of the first round. These same tight end you get in the third round. Like, yeah, none I mean, of these tight ends have really separated themselves from, in my opinion. Like, there are four or five of them are interchangeable. What about Josh Jackson? Josh, well, see, the thing about Josh Jackson, he ran a little slow. He was, he was the one that I highlighted from the combine that I was actually a little disappointed. I still think Josh Jackson is Seattle. I think, like, that becomes his backstop. They've got it. Okay. They need DB. I don't think Pete Carroll likes those speed corners like the Dante Jackson. I think he likes the Josh Jackson, more physical, more kind of technique-oriented, similar to Sherman. Um Play a little physical, can get away with it. Uh, they still have Earl Thomas. Uh, Earl Thomas, I think they got Chancellor. I, that Josh Jackson, I think, targets there for Seattle. Yeah, he likes his defensive uh, corners to hold. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't think he'll be there. Hot take. I, I like him in Green Bay. Okay. Okay. All right, Kev. Tennessee. What's your boy Vrabel thinking doing? Well, I was joking with him. I said every time I look at a mock draft, they have you taking the. Uh, I'll let you guys pick. Who do you think that every mock draft? Well, this is pre Deion Lewis or after? No, don't think of rational. Think about how people think and who Mike is. Defensive um, line? No, they keep everybody I see, he has them taking the white kid from uh, the white linebacker from uh, Boise. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. Van Der Esch. which. I'm not saying it's bad, but I was just joking with. I'm like, it's kind. Of, it's so funny to go. Well, Mike Vrabel's a former yeah, linebacker. Yeah, they, they do that shit. And like, you, you know what I mean? They, they try and pin him. Right. Yeah, if you said right. and did that the other way around, everybody would be down your throat. Now, what would it, you know, well, it, it would, like, they they could use an offensive lineman too. Yeah, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. It might not be a bad fit. Um, the kid. The I also like the. Uh, Linebacker from um, the inside backer from, from Bama. Uh, from Bama, yeah. Evans. yeah. Evans. Evans. Those are a couple names that jump to mind when I think of – I'm anticipating him. They got Malcolm Butler, which is a huge signing. He had a big day yesterday just getting Lewis and, and Butler, just getting those two guys to what they already have. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, the whole key, well, so the whole Rashawn key Evans linebacker, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I like Van Der Esch better than than Rashad Evans actually. So I, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's bad. I think it's a lazy comp, but if it's for the wrong reasons, I like Tavian Bryan. I like an up the middle kind of three tech, three five technique type lineman, that type of capability out of Florida. Um, you know, maybe a Duron Payne, probably not. I, I can see you know Mike. Seeing a guy like Harold Harold Landry out of BC, just a tireless worker type, versus you know an Arden Key who doesn't really show a lot, but you know looks great, you know sprinting off an edge with one move. Oh, like Arden got, Key to me is is got Mingo to him without the grind rap. <laughs> <laughs> On the other side of the ball, what about a McGlinchey there? Yeah, Hernandez from UTEP. You know, a big strong kid in the middle. Yeah, you could go um, there. Uh, Billy Price. I mean, that's another yeah. one. I think he's going to be all right from the surgery. Um, you know, yeah, Landry's yeah. Landry's interesting, Sean, just because Mike's son committed to Boston College and he'll be there. He's he'll be there in the in the fall playing well, he offensive knows, line. He knows so he's going to get. Coaches. I mean, yeah, everything I've heard about Landry is he was hurt all year long and just tried and just played through it. His year before, he had fantastic tape and. I, I look at him with, like, the Saints or Pittsburgh. He's going to end up with one of these teams, and we're just going to be pissed that 
this guy's a 10-year type staple. Uh, I think Pitt's going to look at Evans from Bama. I think they could look at Van Der Esch from Boise. Um, I, I think that, you know, they're, they need to fill that Shazier spot. So, you know, I think later in the draft, that's the target. And I think Belichick's got to look and, and he's got to target, how am I going to get front seven impact guys? And, you know, you see some mocks with him, Hubbard and stuff. I, I just, he's, if, if Van Der Esch is there, I think Bill, Belichick pulls the trigger on it because he just loves smart football players. And I think as the back of the draft, you start to see a little bit more need-oriented or at least what's their roster look like over the next two years and where can a guy plug and play. And if they work out well, um, then it's going to kind of allow them to check that box and not worry about that uh, you know, for the years to come. So, And anytime you get a draft with – like New England to our, you know, grilly fan listeners, they got a lot of equity in the, you know, late first round in the back of the draft. And I think they're going to, they're going to be a little bit movers and shakers as, as draft day comes along. You think they're moving up? I, I think if, if you see a run on a position, they might be targeting. You could see that, um, you know, they could be someone that if McGlinchey falls into the late teens, they could try and kind of jump up. Um, Seattle's always a willing trader. Cincinnati never trades, but then here they've traded their pick with, with Buffalo. So, you know, some of these teams are having to kind of get outside the box. You're seeing a lot more trades now, um, than, than we've, it's, we've been familiar to, to see in years past. They got to get somebody to, to replace soldier, right? I mean, they have well, rude. Don't they have that kid that's maybe coming back? Is it with the Garcia kid from last year? Yeah, I think that's his name. I, 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 they're pretty comfortable with him, uh, from what I understand. So, uh, but they, I think they are in the market for tackle later on. Uh, uh, I think I originally mocked uh, McGlinchey going there, and I think he'd be a great fit. But you know, th- you know, we'll see how it plays out. So, if I've got a couple locks, we'll we'll kind of wrap up here uh, with some final thoughts. If I got final thoughts from two weeks ago, post combine now. Denzel Ward's going in the first in the in the first ten picks. Edmondson's going in the first ten picks from Virginia Tech, and Derwin James doesn't get past eleven. And I don't think a tackle is taken until the twenties. And I think it's McGlinchey. Those are my three, four on May March fourteenth, where I'm leaning. Subject to change, but wh- where I'm leading, uh, Kevin. Maybe what what are your couple nuggets? Um, I think three of the first four picks are going to be quarterbacks. I don't think Barkley goes in the top five or six. Um, those are kind of the things that I've, I I see. The guy that I think is going to go higher is. So, uh, piggybacking on Sean is Ward. Um, I, I think people see what those DBs from Ohio State have done over the past few years, and they're, they're not going to want to miss out on that. Those are kind of my thoughts. Barky, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give some love to our to your counterpart in the Zustin Bros. I'm gonna say Baker Mayfield goes one to the Browns. Um, being in Tampa. I'm going to go ahead and roll with Derwin James goes to the Buccaneers. Um, let's see, one I, final one. I like that one. I like that one. Chubb goes three, and the Browns take Fitzpatrick. Rue? Really? Another DB? <laughs> uh, I'll go with, uh, you know, Barkley's going to fall further than people think. I think he may be slotting. I wouldn't say outside the top ten, but uh, I can see him going that seven, uh, seven with the Bucks. Is that where they're taken? Rue is Darius Geis go ahead of Barkley? Uh, it's gonna be close. I think he, he's probably in the mid 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 teens. Uh, I, I hear a lot of people. I heard some uh, GMs say they like prefer him over uh, Barkley. Tampa's uh, working Geis out, and, and that's the rumors. Tampa yeah. Is this an Edger and James, Ricky Williams scenario? This, it, it has a lot. There is a lot yeah. of similarity to it, I think. Because everybody yeah. would probably want to trade up for Barkley, which is just asinine. Um, 
But there's a Does lot. Does guys have gold teeth? Does guys have gold teeth? No, he's <laughs> identical. He's got, the, he's got the wrist flick. He's yeah, got the wrist flick. Got to look oh. up some videos. Rue, we got to get on that. Remind oh. me, I've got to post. Gosh, he's check amazing. The, check the Twitter handle. Listeners, check the Twitter handle. We're going to put, put some videos out of Darius Geis. And yeah. he's got some um, He's got some flair, I'll just yeah, say. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> another thing, I'm going to go uh, – Oz is going to take uh, Calvin Ridley on his last uh, hurrah there in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, that's a good fit. <laughs> right, right. Joe Flacco overthrowing him by 40 yards. Um, uh, all right. Well, I think we got a nice start here. Kev, you got your cherry pop. Rue, you know, destroyed the sheets from uh, his cherry pop a few times. Now, you know, he's kind of rolling along. We got through the black lung with him. So, so <laughs> push through it. Um, hey, persevere, man. Yeah, I think next time, Kevin, we'll just have the drinks lined up in front of you, like pre-made. <laughs> or have, like, a butler serve them to you. I wish. I wish. I'll be back in Ohio and not enjoying my life as much selling Shit, insurance you'll be, instead of You'll it. be at a golf course with Tony. You'll be at a golf course with Tony Grossi in no time. Mm. Oh, God. That guy. I had to, were you on the text? Did I send you the pictures? I think I still have the picture of Grossi during free agency, the one – or. No, draft week, he was playing Sugarbush, which is out in, like, I don't even know where it is. It's out in, like, Amish country or something like that. And me and Brumfield were out there, and he was out there. And I'm going, this guy's got a tea time, and it's draft week. This is how much of an idiot that guy is. <laughs> he nice, left, effort. Rube, nice effort. Left the combine at quarterback day. Yeah, they didn't feel a need. They thought he could watch it all on TV. But, uh, but the worst, the best part about all this is, he got takes for days on quarterbacks. Baker's yeah, yeah. Johnny Manziel. Josh Allen separated himself. How? I don't know. <laughs> he and doesn't he, know either. He, he didn't even think it was important to, to work the bar and uh, restaurant circuit. You no. Know, he, didn't even, he, Forky, <laughs> he didn't even go and get some, some of them weak-ass shrimp from uh, whatchamacallit. Oh, shit. That's not weak. Oh, Come man. on. Shrimp in Indianapolis. Shrimp cocktail, man. You can buy that sauce online. It's so good. Yeah, the cocktail sauce is good. The shrimp are just shrimp. They're enormous. They're flown in from Maine. <laughs> Fun fact. Well, <laughs> all this, meanwhile, all that's happening. You know who's getting a nice little 10 hours of sleep at the, uh, probably what, the Marriott or whatever, the Hyatt downtown? Probably the sweet old Tony Grossi. Uh, I'm sure Rizzo was camped up there with him. Hey, listen, no, he Rizzo, Tony, Tony Rizzo's an asshole. I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. Tony Rizzo's <laughs> an asshole. And so is Hugh Jackson. Yeah, hey, so somebody, I, I would be remiss if I wouldn't, didn't mention that, too. My, hey, hey, my, Rizzo's a made guy. We're in his world now. Yeah, my, that's my, right. <laughs> Joe my Thomas favorite. got the number two rated podcast, podcast in the country, and Riz is calling him, him no, a made no, man. Riz he's got to earn it. He's a man. He's made man. Cleveland Radio made man. <laughs> Oh, oh, my Lord. Yeah. I go to Cleveland all the time. There ain't no mob up in Cleveland. That's bullshit. Just because you know, a bunch of Italians hang out, don't, don't make it you know, a mob city anymore. Those days are long gone. It was always Irish anyways. Yeah. The best the is everybody, everybody retweeting Tony Rizzo from the end of uh, February that Joe Thomas will return for one last season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, has there ever been somebody so wrong at their job? Weatherman, weatherman, that's it. I, I just, I can't, okay, I'll give you weatherman. There you go. I you mean, win. the weatherman, though, it's like a broken clock. It's right twice a day. Like, this guy's never right. Consistently, I mean, for being an insider, he never gets shit right. It's unbelievable. That yeah, with so weatherman, here, I'll, I'll, my counterpoint to that, Farky, is weatherman, none of them are right. Like Adam Schefter's right, uh, Jay Glazer's right. You know, Rosie is—it's so opposite of whatever you think is going to happen. You gotta respect the hustle because there's a certain level of mailing in that's taking place, and it's been going on for like four or five years. And this dude's still cashing checks. Like, no, like he gets called on it. He just blocks people. Like he—he he, he acts as if. Like there's, he doesn't service the like the crowd and the fans. Like he doesn't exist without the, enthusiasm, and yet 
he's above it all. Like there's a certain level there of like prima donna diva that is is really remarkable. He will be missed when he's gone because we're not going to realize what it's like to actually have talent. We've just been like spoiled with incompetence. The best reply I've heard all day or seen all day is just another L for the RBS. Only eight fifty a month too. <laughs> hey, he's a general one hundred years more, man. Um, I mean, Grossi, he's still on he's, the fullback thing. He still thinks oh, like, he man. still thinks fullback is important. Oh, got it. He, he, wants to, he wants he wants to blow Danny Vitali. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> who, who had mailed it? Who had mailed it in worse? Shaq when he came to the Cavs or Grossi when he went to 850 ESPN yeah, 850. It's Grossi. Tony Grossi. Tony Grossi. Yeah. I've heard stories with Shaq. He got like he was driving home after practices from Independence and he'd see kids playing in like snow ditches and stuff and he'd get out and at least play with the kids. Tony Grossi, like he ain't doing any of that stuff. Like if you're not, you know, washing his ball and like cleaning his clubs after the round, like you're dead to him. I'd love to play him a hundred dollars a hole too, and just berate him the whole time. Like that would be a great fundraiser. You're blocked, Pally. Just play. <laughs> you go to the X Files, Kev, man. Just keep just keep reading his old tweets that are just wrong as he's lining up a seven footer <laughs> every hole. Yeah, how'd you do on that one, jackass? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, we hit a, hit a nice little pod here. Started to kind of catch a little steam halfway through. <sighs> So hopefully the listeners enjoyed. We'll uh, get this out. Hopefully it's Wednesday night tonight. We'll get it out Thursday. We've got more content coming. We're trying to put together maybe a little um, draft party kind of mini outing uh, at, at some point as well, too. Maybe over in the Cuyahoga Falls. Maybe getting Mark Z actually to able to attend this. Uh, and then we're, we might be able to kind of take a show on the road and do a little video recording and stuff like that. So some stuff kind of still coming up. Check the webpage. At Glory Podcast is our Twitter handle. Got an Instagram. I don't know it. I don't care. I'm not on Instagram. Rate us five stars. You know, rep us, get us out, and uh, more things coming from us. Guys, any parting shots? Hey, leave us with your Hey, I just want to go ahead, Parky. No, no, go, Kev. Go. No, I just want to say thanks for the invite. I had a good time. Uh, A lot of uh, good stuff. You guys, uh, the content and the website has been awesome. Uh, Sean, you're killing it on the combine uh learned a lot doing it so i think you guys can keep progressing to keep this going you got a chance to make this thing special for northeast ohio so i appreciate the invite no problem glad to have you and uh look forward to the next time sparky roof sean please leave us with your josh allen line (laughs) yeah please you've watched draft day guys he has the card it's a vontez mac no matter what he got kicked out of the game for going to hug his his sister who was passing away it's not Josh Allen, no matter what. <laughs> That's Danny G Podcast signing off for tonight. Till the next time, just remember, never, ever, ever Josh Allen <laughs> and fire Hugh <Pugh> Jackson. <laughs> the jump of the fucking leg, Hugh. Uh-